Hello, I am Strahd. That is, I am Lord Stradivarius, a dread vampire lord prone to acts of violins and the master of the bow. And I would like to welcome you to the two-part April Fool's Day one-shot on Reckless Attack, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. The majority of the adventure takes place in Ravenloft, but a slightly different dimension. You see... Each plane has multiple dimensions, and as you get further away from your home dimension, the differences become greater. Maybe in the nearer ones you have a sister instead of a brother, but uh, as is the case with my home dimension, our emotions are so strong, our inner turmoil so great, that we must express them through song. Much like what you would consider to be, uh, what is the word, uh, the, a musical. But uh, perhaps I've spoken too much. Now, all you're hearing from me is blah, blah, blah. blah. <clears throat> so, without further ado, welcome to Ravenloft, the musical extravaganza. The town criers delivered the request for help. In fact, all of the town criers delivered the same message throughout the city. The wife of Madame Faylind Stranding has gone missing. Madame Stranding has requested the aid of anyone with experience in planar travel, or at least experience with exploration missions and interactions with new people, to aid with the search. This stipulation, of course, has ruled out quite a few of the would-be heroes. But, having answered the call, you now sit with the others that have passed the vetting process in a small waiting room in the manor of Madame Stranding. When she finally enters the room, you see a woman dressed in a regal fashion, if a few years out of style. In her early fifties, her piercing brown eyes seem to take you all in, weigh you, measure you, and come to the conclusion that you're just going to have to do. She wastes no time in getting straight to the point. Two days ago, my wife Althea went missing. As you may know, she is a well-accomplished wizard, and her specialty is the creation and exploration of pocket dimensions and demiplanes. I was recently able to translate some of her notes. Not because they were encoded or anything, she just has atrocious handwriting and I fear something has gone wrong. It appears that she was trying to create a pocket dimension for us to vacation in, but instead, according to her assistant, she trails off a bit and bites her lower lip and then continues. According to her assistant, she may have caught the attention of someone or something in the domain of dread. She was taken by the mists of Ravenloft, and I need the lot of you to go and get her. The assistant and I can recreate the ritual Althea used. Her notes are quite clear about what is needed. While I'm hopeful that you will find her and bring her back alive, I am also a pragmatist. I understand that she may already be dead. If that's the case, bring her body back home to me so that we can attempt to resurrect her. I have made hefty contributions to the churches over the years, and I have been told that as long as her soul is willing to return, they can make the attempt." I am, of course, willing to pay for your services. If you agree to take this on, we can send you off in about two hours. Please take the time to gather whatever supplies you need. If you are successful, I will open my family's Vault Arcanum, and you will be allowed to select one item as payment. A older, kind of grayish tabaxi springs out of the seat that he had taken. He is uh, wearing a kind of like very bright red, almost like tuxedo outfit and is holding a top hat in his two clawed hands. 
he keeps eye contact with this woman as he does a very deep and theatrical bow. And as he stands back up, he says, Madam, thank you for enlisting the services of Sorghum in Barley's Circus of the Traveling Pants for this adventure. Now, I know we are not your typical group of adventurers, but I can assure you we have both the metal and the people skills to rescue the either uh, personhood or bodyhood of your dear wife. And she, uh, at the mention of bodyhood, she kind of sniffs a little bit and uh, takes out a a small tissue and dabs her eyes. Uh, Thank you. Next to him is a very large, very muscular man wearing blue overalls and donning a hard hat on his head. In his arm, he carries a long two-by-four and shouts towards this woman, Miss Phelan Stranding. No payment is needed, for the circus of the traveling pants is here to help. And stares at Sorghum, right? Right, that's the thing we do? Adventuring for good? No? No. Oh. No. Well, I Payment mean... is needed. Yes, it's appreciated. Tips uh, especially appreciated. Thank you very much. So this slight-looking elf stands up at the same time as... A slight-looking elf. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they appear to be basically about the same height, but the mm-hmm. major differences between the two is that one has this sort of ruddy, red-brown kind of skin. And one is actually fairly pale. Like Sorghum said, we're very sorry for your loss, Miss Stranding. Absolutely devastated. Thank you, thank you. But it sounds like you love or loved her very much. We hope it's the present tense. As do I. But the two of us are the amazing acrobats. Red leather. And yellow leather. And we'll be sure to do everything. Why do I just sound like checkers? I, know. <laughs> I was like, I don't I'm know trying, if it's a choice. Yeah. Or... I'm trying to do something that. And we'll be. What is it? Yeah. And we'll be. No, I can't do this. And we'll be, you know, we'll be. And we'll be sure to do everything in our power to get her back. She nods at that. Thank you. Um, uh, like I said, we will be ready to, to send you off in a couple of hours. If there's anything you think you need, or anything that you uh, would like to go to the town for, please uh, make the requests. I'll see if we have anything. I have a question. Oh, uh, yes? How do we find her? Oh, that is an excellent question. I do have something that will help. And she moves to a side room, and she comes back in, and she... Sorghum, Sorghum, by the way, as she leaves, like, like, hides his hand behind his top hat and gives, like, a thumbs up over to Bobby. It was like, insightful question. Well done. <laughs> she comes back in and she's holding uh, what looks like maybe a, a three by five portrait. And she kind of hands that to you and she says, this is what my Athea looks like. You see another woman, maybe maybe early 50s, mostly still dark hair, but little strands of gray kind of throughout it. And uh, again, a very... Um, you can't quite tell if it's her natural pose or if it's just her pose for this particular portrait. Uh, very regal and like straight backed and sitting up very straight, kind of like gesturing off to the side, something outside of the area of the, the portrait. Sorghum just like stashes it in his like breast pocket. Okay. Of uh, his tuxedo. Vest. Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to look for or or request from uh, from the madam here well, before you leave. Ma'am, as a band of travelers such as ourselves, we rarely turn down a, a warm meal. If you have any provisions... Oh, of course. Of ...that course. you might uh, provide, of course, graciously, whatever you can spare, we would appreciate. Yes, yes, uh, uh, of course. Um, uh, Scoot! Scoot! Uh, can you pl- uh, notify the kitchen that we're, we're going to need a meal prepared? And you hear this this voice kind of come back from down the corridor. Hey, I don't work for you. You remember that, right? Scoot, please. Uh, fine, fine. And then you kind of hear 
little like I imagine all four of our characters, like you see that down the hall shot where just we all lean forward and look <laughs> yeah, down out, the hall out, out the doorway. simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there is there is nothing that you see. It, it's gone by the time. Uh, we all lean. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Scoot seems like a very nice fellow. Uh, that, um, well, he's, he's going to be integral. He's, uh, that is Althea's familiar. And since he's still here, that gives me hope that she is alive wherever she is. Does Scoot know where she is? Uh, unfortunately, no. That was that was our first check. He's not able to sense her if she's not on this particular plane. Oh. <laughs> Another fair question. Well done. Otherwise, any uh, additional resources from your wife's library about this uh, plane of dread or the domain of does the... Sorry, another is Dread involved? The, the Plane of Ravenloft is known as the Domain of Dread. Um, there are, she does have quite extensive notes. Uh, I, I honestly don't know why she ended up there unless something took her. You are more than welcome to peruse her books for any of you that are versed at all in the arcane. And Bobby just puts his finger to his nose and says, Not for me, thanks. <laughs> Sorghum, I think, looks around at everyone and is like, Yes, I'm sure between the four of us, we can manage. I was told I needed bonuses to performance, so I dumped Arcana. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it either. I have a <laughs> negative one. It is. It, it is a relatively minor thing for this this particular thing. It. Uh, yeah. A final question. Speaking of, were there anything in said notes that may pertain, perhaps, to? I don't know, getting back. Both for your wife, but but also uh, for us, the yes. rescue party. Well, yes, if, for to rescue. If you are able to find Althea, she will be able to get you back, I believe. If she's not able to, we can send you with a, a I don't know what else to call it, a, a tuning fork. It is aligned to this plane. And there is a a scroll with a small incantation, and then you stick the fork into the ground, and it should open up a portal that will allow you to get back. Handy. But, uh, yes, those books, that hot meal. Yes. And we um, shall be on our way. Yes. Follow me into the dining room, and uh, and we will get you absolutely fed, and we will send you with provisions as well. And, and yes, uh, yes, 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 uh, follow me. As they walk down the hall, you just hear like trailing off sorghum is like, and then do you think there's, is there going to be any room for like daily expenditures? Do you foresee that being like a per diem situation? And like, it's just trailing off, hammering out the contract details. So uh, you are led into a a pretty nice dining area. Uh, there are more than enough seats for everybody at the table. And you see some, uh, some servants bringing out various platters of some kind of dried meats and and fish bread and cheeses and everything that you could hope for in a meal. There's also some kind of warm stew. Madam Phelan will sit down with you to eat a little bit. And then after maybe about 10 or 15 minutes, she excuses herself and leaves to to prepare for what needs to be done to send you on your way. Sorghum leans in and drops into what the three of you would know is his normal speaking voice <laughs> and says, all right, how are we, how are we feeling about this? Is it good? Good. How are you feeling? I don't know about the sorghum. This seems kind of risky. I'm just ah. like, I don't know if we should really be doing this so much. It seems kind of dangerous. We could die. Well, yeah, yeah. certainly. But or others could die. Well, I mean, hopefully. Or we could die. Or or that too. Yep. Good. Wow. Full of them today, aren't you? But uh, no, guys, guys, guys. We'll be fine. You guys know all these all these wizarding types. They always name all their planes, really, Domain of Dread. Come on, who called it that? Some, like, teenage sorcerer or whatever? That's a little silly. It's, we'll be in, we'll be out. You know, it's like all those smash and grab jobs. Easy peasy. At this time, one of the servants actually walks in with a, a silver platter, and on it are four pouches. And he puts them down uh, in the middle of the table and says, this is the payment for any expenses that might occur 
on your trip. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then he kind of gives a slight bow and, and steps back out. See, already. They're being so nice to us. I wish everyone treated us like this. Well, you know what helps with that? More money. I've learned the more money you have, the weirder you can be and no one cares. We need a lot of money for that. I was going to say, we're pretty weird. No one really likes us. <laughs> That's my point. Exactly. I am trying and scraping with my claws to get the circus of the traveling pants a little bit of respectability in this job. Could do that. So let's, can we just, let's just do it. And Bobby puts a hand on uh, Sorghum's shoulder. You're doing a good job. I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you noticing that I'm doing a good job. But I think you owe, uh, you guys are too, but let's do this job good as well. And both red and yellow just at the same time, just big thumbs up. Yeah. Wow, that was impressive. That was really <laughs> good. Like, no, yeah. no countdown, no nothing. We it got just, this. Wow. We got this. It's this side of the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been vibing for years. years right. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, vibes off right. now. We'll we'll vibe, David. <laughs> yeah, it's us. Yeah, you guys only have to vibe once per year during the April Fool's <laughs> yeah. Day adventures. Um, does anybody pick up the pouches? Oh, oh yeah. obviously, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. no. Oh. As soon as the as soon as the like people went away, Sorghum literally opens it up with oh, okay. no shame and just starts like rifling through and counting the coins. Uh, so uh, there are quite a few coins in there. It looks like it's platinum. Oh wow! Uh, so there, there's 25 platinum in there. And it doesn't weigh as if there's any coins in it. I mean, you guys. Red definitely takes one of the coins and just tries to, like, bend it in his mouth. Red, do it for all of them. Just check them all. Yeah. Just (laughs) while we're here, do it. Doesn't matter. Does it Uh, it taste like platinum? Why is it silver? I've never (laughs) seen one of these. Does anyone want mine? (laughs) Yes. As far as you could tell, um, I I mean, if you want to give me any uh, perception... I would like to assist as I bite another one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you can either roll separately or or you can give advantage to... Is this food? Well, I feel food? like we should actually roll separately. Yeah, that's we're, fair. We're twinning. Yeah, what both of perception? us are just like chomping down on these coins. It's like At, this, at the same this? time, too. You both take one out and yeah. is this real? do the exact same thing. Ten for red. Uh, six for yellow. How much experience do you two have with platinum coins? Barely any. (laughs) I think we've Um, seen a platinum at a distance once. I will tell you, it does not taste like gold, silver, copper, or electrum. Mm. So it must be platinum. But it's the only one you haven't licked. Mm -hmm. You said there were four pouches. Yes. Does each of them have 25? Each of them has 25. What? That's what I'm saying. Respectability through cash. So Sorghum, are we leaving tonight? Or do you think we should rest up and head out in the morning? Aren't we leaving in like an hour? Yeah. Two hours. Oh. Well, that was two hours an hour ago. One hour. Thanks, Bobby. You're welcome. The sooner that we move things forward, the sooner we can get paid. We can have another another nice meal, maybe even. We could sleep on perhaps multiple real beds. I like the sound of that. So I think we just go for it, and we try to get back before it's bedtime. Easy peasy. Hey, Sorghum. Should we get some potions? I don't know. I don't like the vibe of the mist. No, that's, that's, that's fair. Scoot, are you here, my good man? You hear before you see like a of, of like little wings flying into the room, landing on the table is a pseudo dragon. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with them, but they look like little colorful. Familiar with them. (laughs) 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 Inspiration? Inspiration. (laughs) 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 But they are, uh, they look like basically very, very tiny dragons. They've often been mistaken for like fairy dragons, which actually have more fairy like wings. These actually look like actual. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to use the term actual dragon wings, but uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, he kind of he, he kind of lands on the table and he's like, "Yeah, uh, um, hello, pleased to meet your corporeal acquaintance." Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Just fine, thank you. We're excited to find your master. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm uh, I'm excited to get her back because, um, quite frankly, it's a little boring around here without her. 
Well, we were just discussing amongst ourselves. I mean, this, uh, he like checks his, like he like opens up his own little notepad of things that he wrote down. And he's like, this uh, domain of dread sounds very frightening, very dangerous, potentially. Uh, yeah, from what I understand, it's not the place you like to go vacation at. Well, I mean, the the four of us were just discussing, ah, uh, it could be, again, very, very potentially deadly. And we, we don't have uh, any healing potions on us. Uh, or would you know of any that might be available, knowing, of course, that any help you can offer us freely will help so save what, your master? What you are telling me is four upstanding citizens, such as yourselves, do not currently have any kind of potions that would be of the healing persuasion? Correct. The traveling pants have holes in their pocket. I have nothing. <laughs> I I understand. Let me go see what we got in stock. Otherwise, I know there are some shops around. We can send some people out there. Um, Now I'm talking like I own the place. I can make the request of the mistress of the house to send somebody to pick up some of these potions that you Understood, require. understood. Whatever, again... Whatever help, and he looks deep into this dragon's eyes, says, whatever help you or anyone can offer in returning your dear mistress, and he very casually looks down at his notebook, Althea will be appreciated, and again, could be, well, the difference. Let me go see what I can procure for you. I'm just imagining as, like, Scoot flies away, there's, like, the clatter of a dish onto the ground, and we just hear, hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) It's kind of... I am trying so hard to piece together who Scoot is in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) The the only thing... Well, uh, the the only other thing I was going to have it is, like, Scoot pulls out, like, a stogie. (laughs) All right, now. (laughs) So, uh, you hear Scoot kind of, the, the wings kind of Flitter off. Just before we go downstairs, Sorghum leaves the estate. And you guys probably all know what he is doing. But echoing down the hallways of this grand manor, you hear uh, hoof clops. And uh, around the corner, you see a fully packed mule that he is leading into, I presume, like a library <laughs> or some other kind of stately thing. A wizard's uh, study. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and you guys would know this, of course, to be Sassafras, the pack mule. So, um, clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop. At the appointed time, you're taken to the basement of Madame Phelan's manor, uh, where it is obvious a wizard has been spending quite a bit of time. On one wall is a large mirror, about seven feet wide and ten feet tall. In front of the mirror, etched into the stone floor, is some kind of arcane circle measuring about ten feet in diameter. The rest of the room is made up of tables containing stacks of books. Scoot the pseudo-dragon is looking down from a perch atop the highest stack. So I, uh, was able to get some stuff for you. Some of this came out of my private stash, so you have to understand that I really want Althea back. Of course. All right. He kind of gestures to behind one of the other double stacks of of books. And there are, looks like six potions. Hmm. Four of them look to be about the same color, tinted blue with these gold flecks that kind of uh, sparkle and turn inside of it. And he points with one of his wings and says, these here are potions of extra healing. Use them if needed. I would suggest sparingly. They are difficult to come by. Of extra healing? Regular healing, like the the standard 2d4? No. No. Of extra extra healing. Extra. All right. So uh, if you drink the full thing, it's 4d4 plus 4. Huh. Greater, some would say. Ah, greater, yes. That. I, keep, I always get my terms. That's right. Up. I like that. No, I, like, no, I, 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 I thought this yeah. was like part of the pun. Like, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> I like extra I, I am doing like the Charlie Day <laughs> very, yeah. strings yeah. in the corner, no. finding everything. Potion of extra healing is very etrous, so I like I'm it. very yeah. here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's more healing than normal. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you want those regular healing potions? We got extra for you. Yeah. These other two will cure and or make you immune to poisons, toxins, and possibly the pain and suffering of others. I, I don't know. 
We appreciate you. Indeed, thank you. Oh, and uh, of course, I, I should ask, your services as a familiar would be very useful in tracking down your master. Would you care to be a hero alongside us to rescue her from whatever cruel fates await her there? Scoot kind of looks between you and Madame Phelan. It is very clear to you that Scoot wants to go with. Come be part of the circus. um, Be a hero. I have been trying to convince her to let me go, but um, apparently the way this spell works, if Althea wants to try to get back, I'm her tie to here. Hmm. Understood. Don't be a hero. (laughs) Be a hero at home. This is what I am planning. All right. Are we all ready? During this conversation, can Yellow Leather have just, like, checked if that mirror is a door? The mirror is a door? Yeah, just, like, casually go to the mirror and just, like, pull it off the wall. Oh, oh, sure. And see if it's, like, a door. See if it's a secret passage. Are you you trying to do that sneakily or? No, mostly just, like, casually. Like, (laughs) like. Not super trying to hide it, just being like standing next to the mirror and then, huh? Okay. With a casual thing like that, it is clear to you that it is fixed to the wall. Is it an actual mirror? Oh, I mean, you see your reflection in it. She touches the mirror. Oh, uh, yeah. Dink. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, All right. And now there's a little, like, fingerprint on that. <laughs> just checking. Hope that doesn't fuck everything up, Sophie. It's a giant mirror in a wizard study. Planar travel's it. very precise. Got it. This smudge is gonna fuck everything. I just cleaned that. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, Madam Phelan gestures and says, I am wishing you the best and greatest of luck. Uh, I hope you're able to find my Althea and bring her back and I hope she is fine. If you please, will you please enter the circle? And we can begin the ritual to send you to Ravenloft, the Domain of Dread. It sounds worse every time you say it. (laughs) But we'll be back before you know it with your dear Althea. Lickety split. And then she says, all right, do you all enter the circle? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Is Sassafras going with you? Oh, yes. Uh, Obviously. It is is a tight fit in the circle, if that's the case. But but he would still fit. Red and yellow, they join hands over Sassafras. And tumble up there to make more space. Mm-hmm. So once You're again, just like it's a it's a pyramid yes. on top of the oh yeah. This is, oh, I was once say, again like, we are a stacking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Bobby just like readies his hands in a practice motion yeah. and like <laughs> oh it is like parkour flips to okay. get to the pyramid assisted mm-hmm. by Bobby's muscles. Yeah, right. Madam Faland begins to chant and gesticulate wildly as the pseudo dragon begins to croon. You see the glyphs around the circle you are standing in begin to glow as a mist begins to pour out of the mirror and into the circle. Then, with a pulling sensation, you are flung into the mirror. I knew it! (laughs) The white mist surrounds you and it makes it difficult to see. Then, out of the corners of your vision, you see additional colors of mist. Red and blue swirls coming in, pushing the white further away. Then, as the red and blue mist completely uh, enshrouds your vision, you begin to hear music, quietly at first, but getting louder and louder, as if the people singing it are moving toward you.
listen to what? me sing freaking wow. anything all the time. Wow. Jeez. That was, that was not exactly The sounds I made. Yeah, that was incredible. So the sounds like I, yeah. I knew we were recording and I uh-huh. couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can't oh, use wow. any of the audio because you're all just sitting yeah. just silently. Yeah. Just wait. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Just, oh man. So, wow. I was a torn between, oh my God, this is amazing. And like, what ABBA yeah, puns yeah, yeah, yeah. can I now make? <laughs> <laughs> uh, How do I fit Waterloo uh, into this? Quick, uh, all right. You're not red leather yellow. You are. I'm uh, Napoleon. You're the, and you're the dancing queen. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, okay. So, yeah. Point of inspiration yeah. for knowing what song it was. Uh, so, welcome everybody to Ravenloft, the musical extrad vaganza. <laughs> Here, the, oh, now no, the session no, actually yeah, begins. Yeah. The curse of St- Abba. <laughs> Title screen. Yeah. <laughs> now we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> now it's an April Fools' yeah. episode. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, the domain of dread really had me worried. I was like, "This is a weird vibe." Mm, no, this yeah, is the vibe. Yeah. This is the vibe. This uh, is exactly what was what you what you wanted, but you didn't uh, know you yes, wanted. Did, absolutely. Uh, did Jay make the the music? Yes, I, oh, I contacted ooh. I contacted Jay, and uh, they were like, "Like, well, maybe I'll have B sing," and I was like. All right. Yeah. And then Jay sent me the the draft, uh, uh-huh. the draft ones, and I swear to God, I listened to them like sixty times. I'm just, I yeah. was just oh, like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. Yeah. I need this song. I'm gonna have it on repeat. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I want to so this right now. I was like, oh my god, the, with the the bells and the organ music, yeah. I was like, oh, like. This is so much better than anything I had ever imagined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this should be the new theme for Raven. Right. Anytime yeah. anyone plays, yeah, Strahd, it's, it's like, like make sure you have this. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Dark Dice is a critically acclaimed actual play podcast brought to you by Fool in Scholar Productions. With over 20 awards in sound design, Dark Dice brings its horror-themed campaigns to life with snappy combats, terrifying monsters, and tons of original music. Each episode is only 45 minutes long and features an all-star cast of seasoned role players and first-time players alike, including folks you might recognize like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Start with Season 1 and follow the adventurers on their quest to investigate a doppelganger, or jump into Season 2 and listen to a new story about a terrible, corrupting sound that infects all who hear it. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? All right. All right, ready? All right, that, that was all going in the episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the mists part, and you can see a graveyard in the late evening starlight about 100 feet away from you on the side of the road. Beyond the graveyard, you can make out the lights of a large town. As you approach the graveyard, a figure slowly takes shape. A woman is kneeling beside a freshly filled grave. She then stands up and begins walking towards the road, and you can hear small sobs as she turns towards the town. Uh, I feel like all four of us just, like, look at each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys still stacked on top of a mule. Yeah. <laughs> We're used to traveling this way. Mm-hmm. This is just, that's actually how we store you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picturing you two, like, 
is it a bug's life with the the roly poly bugs that were oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. 100% yeah. Okay. and then we use Bobby he since he's so strong it's like a springboard yeah we are moving we are moving mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me um madam uh you seem distraught this woman turns around and she looks she look, uh, looks a little startled like obviously not expecting to see people here as she turns uh, uh, um, the bell <laughs> oh yes i'm i'm sorry we um we just buried my husband the, the other day. I, I just, I've, I've been coming to his grave. That's all. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Indeed, your loss is great, but we hope you can move on. Um, not quite ready to move on yet, but thank you. <laughs> what we mean to say is, um, where exactly we have gotten turned around? Uh, first, where would you call the plane we find ourselves in. I thought the song made it kind of obvious. Did you hear a song a moment ago? Well, I mean, not not, not since I've been here. We we don't want to trouble you anymore. I'm sure you're going through a lot right now. I, I mean, there's 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 always music and, and and singing here. I mean, most some of it's not very happy. Most of it's not very happy. Could you maybe point us to the nearest town or somewhere that we can find some shelter? We just got here, and it, it was a very entertaining but dangerous trip. Oh, um, uh, yes, of course. The, the nearest town, and she points down the road, and you can see the lights of, of a fairly large town uh, kind of in the, a little bit away. You didn't happen to see anyone else pop by here earlier, did you? I, you said you've been here for a few days. Wizardly type, perhaps? Um, uh, yes, a few days ago. Uh, th- th- there was a woman that just appeared on the road. She, uh, uh, my memory from that day is a little off. We, we, had, we were burying my husband, and there was some kind of um, colors swirling, and then a woman was on the ground. Um, she was like, right, right about where you're standing. We all look down at her feet. <laughs> and did this woman happen to say where she was going? She didn't know where she was going. She just, she asked me if I knew if anybody in the town could get her back to some place called Greyhawk. Uh, you know, that's where you yeah. are from. Do you happen to know if she is still in town? I don't know that, but the, um, the only person I could think of, uh, there is, there is a local, um, I don't know what to call him. Magician? Uh, warlock? Wizard? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. We are sure. familiar with the type. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I told I told her that she should talk to Bevan. Bevan Julsura. These all have to be anagrams for something. <laughs> like, we're going to get to the end of the adventure, and it's going to be like, ha-ha, it like spelled out the, the the mystery of the adventure and all these kind games, of, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you point us to Bevan? Uh, yes, yes, he has a... um tower that is uh, on the other side of town. He's been kind of private lately. Uh, we used to see him in town all the time, but uh, as of late, he's spent more and more time kind of locked in his tower. He sends various, uh, I don't know, people into town for him to pick up supplies and come back, but nobody's actually seen him in, in several weeks. Well, sounds like we need to go to town. Yes, again, I'm so sorry for your loss, but... Uh, Thank you. If you're looking to move on, like my partner here, Yellow, said, we are a traveling circus, and we'll be in town for a few days. All right, um, (laughs) let's uh, get on over to the town, everyone. Uh, Ma'am, thank you so much for your time. Oh, oh, you're you're quite welcome. As you finish up your conversation with Sylvia, from out of the darkness, you can hear music being played. Suddenly, an emaciated hand grabs Sylvia's shoulder and singing as if from a musical interlude suddenly erupts from the throat of the creature standing behind her. Where are those happy days in my mind still so clear? I try to reach for you but you recoil in fear Whatever To be so good. 
Fuck yes. It's yeah. more, uh, I'm imagining there's just more screaming, but this yeah. time it's yeah. of horror instead yeah. of us players screaming in excitement. Of, oh, oh, what was, what? Without any warning, the creature shoves Sylvia to the ground and lunges at you. Uh, ah! uh, Roll for initiative. Ah! SOS! SOS! <laughs> <laughs> if Very I good. die, do I get singing powers? <laughs> Ooh. This dice only rolls fours. This dice. Thank you to Arcane Flora for my excellent dice rolling thus far. <laughs> Check out Arcane Flora for all of your custom dice needs. Don't trust random dice that showed up to your house and you don't remember where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Those are dice that you don't remember ordering. Right. Right. That is different. They are not. On my Etsy transaction. Someone just like <laughs> ding-dong ditched you and right. just left a bag of dice at the door. Yeah, I guess garbage. it could have been worse things. Uh, okay. Red leather. Red with a seven. Seven. Yellow with a seven. <laughs> hey. Can we just make that a thing where you just, between the two of you, you have advantage <laughs> yes, great. on, on yeah. all initiative yeah. rolls, Perfect. but you have to take the same one? Yes. yes. Uh, Sorghum. 21. 21. All right. And then Bobby. Bobby, the Carpenter Johnson, with a three. <laughs> with a three, okay. He's fucking... <laughs> I have a plus three. I'm trying to make this a respectable fucking outfit, and no one rolls <laughs> above a three. <laughs> this thing lunges at you, attacking yellow first. No. I dodge. Don't worry, this shouldn't be too bad. Great news. Oh, I wow. It's dodge. got a lot of stuff. Um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Should have looked at What's this earlier. It, legendary resistance? <laughs> yeah. You notice that Sylvia seems to be not moving, but not moving, not in a dead way, but not moving as in kind of a paralyzed way. Mm, so bad if it touches you. Mama Mia. We're yeah. in <laughs> trouble. Here we, Here we go, go again. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay, so... You guys can't yeah. give each other inspiration. It's <laughs> doing weird twin shit. What That's not mean? allowed. That's exactly why we're here now. Uh, you, look, you're young and sweet, but you're only 17. <laughs> Speaking of 17, does a 17 hit you? Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm sorry I summoned that. and that's, that's on me. That's my bad. Nine points of damage. Uncanny dodge. Okay. <laughs> For four points of damage. And that is bludgeoning if that uh, matters. I don't think that matters. Okay. If it does, I don't know about it. That brings up Sorghum. Sorghum, it like, it's still like, and from his belt draws a whip that is like a lion tamer's whip and tries to lash out at this incorporeal. Is it hand? Uh, it is well. It, it is a hand, but it is attached to a. You actually oh, see. You, you see a creature. creature there. Yes, it's like whips it out towards this creature. <laughs> so, I was gonna do the. So, he whips it back, and then very ungainly, like swirls it around him, just kind of flailing. Uh, he's not proficient in whips. Oh no! <laughs> but Ooh. he rolled a seventeen on the die. Oh, so. That's a 20 total. That's a 20? Uh, <laughs> I was going to do it as a joke, and then he rolled a 20. That'll, that'll hit. Arcane Flora, for all of your dumbass <laughs> dice rolling needs. And that's <laughs> six points of damage of bludgeoning in case it matters. And he looks down at the whip and is like, why did I do that? And then just drops it on the ground. And he looks kind of stealing himself over at this this creature that is, uh, you know, kind of bearing down on us. And he is going to use bardic inspiration um, because he is indeed a bard. But I am a bard. Mm, I don't remember what type of bard I am. I'm the type of bard that has unsettling words. He yells out, like the sunrise in the morning, life is dawning. Move on. And it has to subtract four from its next saving throw that it makes nice. until four the start of my next episode. saving throw. That brings us to yellow leather. Really? Okay. Um, there, 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 was, there was quite a jump. It went, it went 22, 21, 
Seven. <laughs> fair. Fair for fair. So, Yellow is not liking their proximity to this creature. So, they will disengage. Okay. And move away. <laughs> While... Yo, what's your attacks like? Are we are we similar? Are you weapons? I'm I'm melee, yes. I'll, I'll <laughs> are <say>. you weapons? <laughs> uh, as they run away, they will pull out. Uh, I can hold an action, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will hold my attack until Red Leather engages with the creature. Okay. For reasons. Sophie, well, remembering how to play a martial character. Hey! <laughs> yeah. How does this work again after playing 16 months of casters? I want to do sneak attack. And I need someone else. I get you. Yeah. No, I got, we, we got you. Okay. We know uh, well, as it happens, and, it, is, it is Red Leather's turn. And with this sort of practiced efficiency, Red just kind of somersaults into the position that Yellow vacated, trying to get between this undead creature and Sylvia, the now paralyzed uh, widow, I can only presume. He pulls out as he's spinning this sort of longish baton used for some of the acrobatic tricks. And with a bonus action, you just see both ends of the baton light up with this one side purple, one side blue flame. Um, Stan, what is it? It's just normal Jonathan voice. Yeah. <laughs> get, get away from her. I love the idea that you, Jonathan, <laughs> cannot role play without doing Checker's voice. Like, like it's just broken. <laughs> I just, it's, you're it's, a broken yeah, player. It's, it's, I just do it all. Jonathan needs I'm to sorry. switch places right, yeah. in the room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah, the, the, pers- the, the, yeah, the perspective helps of mm-hmm. being different. Yep. With one strike, Red lashes out. 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. Nine points of damage. And as Red connects with the purple side, this creature starts sort of glowing with this light purple flame. And with a second attack, the blue side comes in. 16 to hit. 16 will hit. Another nine points of damage as the purple and blue flames begin to kind of shimmer around this undead creature. This creature is now under the effects of both dreadful strikes and favored foe. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You will have to let me know what that entails. I just just do bonus damage. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Anything else? That's how it, Sylvia is still looking paralyzed, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, spoilers, probably for at least a minute. Okay. And Red's going to try and interpose himself between this undead creature and Sylvia. Okay. That brings us to Bobby. Oh. My held action. Your held action. Yes. For when uh, Red was up at its business, I... Shoot my turbo. All right. I think that's a natural 20. Hey. Oh, wow. Arcane oh. Flora. Arcane Flora. <laughs> your dice rolling needs. Yeah, that's a natural 20. Sure, sure. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait until Steve runs the adventure, then yeah. it's all nat 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I literally. You, you literally before, rolled a nat 20 too. Right before. This role, I made Nathan give me the Arcane Flora die because I was already done with the other one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay. So my short bow does one d six, but my sneak attack I roll three d six. Yep. So I roll eight d six. Yep. Yes. Plus whatever the static bonus is, then it's just a plus three. Okay. Just a plus three. Just okay. a plus three. So eight d six plus three. A fireball. We are literally all using the same dice, so I cannot use everyone's dice. Hold on. I'll I got it. I got it. Oh my god, there's two That's sixes. a lot of sixes. Alright. Exploding dice, obviously, right? Yeah. Uh 35. 38 damage. Th- 38's the total. Well, yeah, because it's okay. with the plus three. I love that red has just gone up and like, you know, dash, distract, faint, like you know, hurt the thing, and then yellow just comes up with a short bow. Yeah, just <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> has right to the temple. All right, that shoot, like right in the heart. That if was still beating, would probably have taken this creature down. But um, oh, that yellow, was so stupid. It's dead. That, heart, not the place to target. That was a significant amount of damage to to this creature that had was pretty beefy on hit points, but not anymore. <laughs> Um, okay. 
And and now we we have Bobby's turn. So Bobby, as this has been happening, the two acrobats have been going up against this thing in melee. Bobby has found like a nearby fence or something to climb on top of, and is now just like full on arms raised, staring this thing down. And it's just about is he's going to jump onto this creature and just yell, "Singing zombie must die!" <laughs> <laughs> All of his attacks are going to be wild haymakers, and he is going to punch as uh, hard as he can. You're so, playing a pugilist. I am. Uh, so what does that All mean? my attacks are at disadvantage, but if any of them hit, they do maximum damage. Oh, no die roll. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flail away. 17. 17 will hit. 15. 15 will hit. I will use a bonus action to make two more attacks. Okay. 16. 16 will hit. 12. 12 just misses. Okay. So Bobby just like full on lands on this thing and just starts like punching it in its side. He, Almost imagining the speed bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is going to do 33 points of damage. Oof. Nice. Just like big arm flailing, like, yeah. just like trying to punch this thing. Wow. Just like his eyes are basically closed and he's just like, get away, singing zombie! Get out of here! I hit it with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> kind of on accident. <laughs> it's dead and I helped. Uh, wow. Okay, that was uh, quite the round. But we're back at the top. We have a red and a bobby. One to three, it will attack red. Four to six, it will attack bobby. Bobby six. the carpenter. Bobby the carpenter. Carpenter? Yeah. My, <laughs> Bobby <laughs> the Carpenter Johnson. Yeah. Duh, Steve. All right. It's yeah, like we're yeah. paying attention. <laughs> when David yelled at the first Look, time. Look, I'm, I'm the DM. I don't have to pay attention. That's fine. Um, all right, I haven't so, found any place to make like good uh, carpentry puns yet, but they're they're coming. <laughs> they're well, you got yeah. to build towards yeah. it. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so this creature is going to, uh, having just been pummeled by you, it is going to turn around and try to pummel you twice. A 20? Does a 20 hit you? I'm assuming 20 it does. does hit. Okay, and then the other one is a 23. So you get hit twice. 10 points of damage from the first hit? Yep. Ow. And, oh, wow. 12 points of damage from the second hit. Oh, Ow. No. Bobby, the Carpenter Johnson, is not doing very well. <laughs> Sorghum yells out, Bobby, uh, how are you How are you feeling? It hurts, boss. Mm, like, how <laughs> hurts? We just got here's the thing. And I don't want to overuse my spell slots. You understand, of course. Those are money-making spell slots. Right. <laughs> you got you to gotta work, work for it. Sorghum is going to just... Mm, all right, just the one. And he will cast Healing Word. Get back at him, champ. And you just you throw get, a towel yeah, at him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the... All right, Arcane Flora, me. it's a great D20. It's a great everything that is not a D4 <laughs> because you have been healed for five points of damage. Hey, that's five you didn't have yeah, previously. Yeah, a cold towel. I'm feeling good. And uh, and Sorghum would like for this creature to make a wisdom saving throw, please. That is a 14. Sorghum gathers all of the pomp and circumstance that he's able, which is a fair amount. And he says, good sir, please. You're making an absolute fool of yourself. As he casts Vicious Mockery and it, casts, <laughs> it takes damage. Ah, That's a bad roll. Well, Arcane Flora, the run was nice. <laughs> On 2d4. Two points of damage. And, and what type of damage is it? Uh, psychic damage, It is right? psychic, uh, so it doesn't take all of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Frick>! <laughs> uh, Minimum one point of damage. That's my turn. I keep, other than continuing to slowly back up while raveling up his whip back again. <laughs> Sorghum, knowing me. No, wait. Yeah, shoot. That doesn't work. Knowing me and knowing you, we got this. <laughs> eh? No? Okay. I got it. Thank I you. got the I have a Thank you. You're still limited to only one point of inspiration at a time. Okay, we're well, glad <laughs> I need to play Nathan's game where I get to stack them. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on that, and I don't know what I want to do with my turn. Probably just shoot it, yeah. right? I do have two weapon fighting. I don't think that works with a short bow, though. 
I know. I'm just like to say I have it because I don't. <laughs> so I just think it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shoot it. Okay. Does a twenty hit? Yes. Twelve points of damage. What do I do with the bone? Not that it was looking so hot before, but hide. it's really not looking yeah. so hot now. I hide behind Sassafras. Okay. I imagine with your ex- expert uh, acrobatic and contortionist skills, you're like I just hop on. The on. Side. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I just like so no one can see my legs. Just like hop on and hang on one side, so that it looks like I'm just a package. There's no more yellow. There's no more yellow. There are now two barrels attached to the donkey. Yeah. Gotcha. And that is my turn. <laughs> okay, Close. that that brings us to red. All right, Bobby. We'll just take this whittle by whittle. Ooh, <laughs> yes. And two baton strikes go flying towards the undead creature. Crit. Hey! Okay. Arcane Flora! Maximum damage. Wow. Oh, nice. Which is? I, I roll. So let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let oh. me paint you a picture. There were three dice that I had to roll for damage. I rolled maximum on every single one. Wow. For 20 points of damage <laughs> on one strike. Arcane Flora. 14 to hit on the second one. 14 will hit. Another 14 points of damage as the blue side of the baton smacks this undead right where its stomach would be, pushing it right into Bobby. The ghoul is pushed right into Bobby's waiting arms where he just like big old <laughs> bear hugs it, making sure that it couldn't escape even if it wanted to. I am going to make a grapple check. I believe that is contested by either athletics or acrobatics. Yes. Okay. Total of 17. Bobby has a 20. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Bobby the Carpenter <laughs> Johnson. And with another with a vice-like grip. And with his other bonus action, he is going to spend another point of Moxie from the Pugilist class. And is just like punching this thing in the kidney as he is just <laughs> holding him in place. For an undead creature, we, we make a lot of organ references yeah. that don't yes. exist. <laughs> well, they might have organs. Oh, yeah. Just whether they're functional or right. like oh, doing point. biological good processes. Point. Once again, swinging wild haymakers. 16. 12. The 12 misses, the 16 hits. So he just makes one punch against the thing for 12 points of damage. Bobby, you feel the whole thing go limp in your grapple. It kind of crumples down underneath your grasp. He holds it tightly, expecting it to thrash or something. And then when it just like falls limp, it's like, what? You just shake it around a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) That's not very sportsmanlike of you. And Bobby is just like tapping his shoulder up to 10. (laughs) (laughs) Sorghum like looks at everyone and like goes over. Is the, uh, is the, the woman, is she still paralyzed? Uh, She is currently still paralyzed. Yes. (laughs) Um, He like looks over and kind of like nudges her with his toe and then flips her over (laughs) gently (laughs) and like props her up and it says, Ma'am, do you know this ghoul? We'll wait for an answer. It takes another 30 seconds or so. And then she uh, you, she starts to move and she's just like, Lorenzo, no! Oh, oh, what, what happened? Ah, Lorenzo! And she, she's looking at this, this creature that uh, you're holding. Could have sworn he'd be named Fernando. Do you know this skeleton, ma'am? That's, uh, that's my Lorenzo. You married a skeleton? We, we were, uh, when we married, he wasn't a skeleton. So what's happened in the past few days? I, I mean, I, I don't know. We've always, we've always had issues with creatures occasionally coming back. It's just, a. Uh, it seems to be this, this land. But they've, they've been coming back with more regularity. Sometimes we're able to, you know, burying them just keeps them, that they're not able to get out. But some of them are stronger than others. Well, you and I know how the heartaches come and they go. You'll be dancing once again. And the pain will end and you will have no time for grieving. And he says, just kind of like, flicking her chin. 
What sorghum means to say is, it's dangerous around here to be by yourself. Why don't you come back to town with us, and we'll we'll make sure everything is all right. Yes, yes, that that seems like a, a good idea. Um, thank you. I, I, sorry, I'm still in a little bit of shock. So the five of you make your way back to town without much incident, and you are greeted by the warm night lights of the city in Ravenloft. And we'll pick up there next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. that up next week. Yay! Yay!